All right, welcome back, Talos and Homies. Uh, I'm here with two dear friends, owners of the Two Seven Project, uh, Bomber and Nikke. How are we today, boys? Good, brother. Just two of the four owners. There's actually yeah, four two, owners, four, but four, four, four we're half the clan, bro. Half the clan. Um, first things first, I'd like to say uh, grateful for the opportunity. For all those listening, I come down to the Two Seven Project of a night to do what I can. I don't know much, if anything at all, but I'm here and I try my best. Um, but yeah, grateful. This time last year, your podcast came out. My Hellos episode. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yesterday came up in my Instagram memories, and then yours was thirteen months ago, essentially. Yeah, right. right. Full circle moment. Yeah, I was like, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Congratulations yeah. on getting picked first, bro. Oh, bro, I was the first you ever the actually. Up before no, me. I still yeah. That's fine. The most views. I think I check it once. No, Jordan Simi smacked it. Oh, that's that doesn't count, bro. He's, he was already famous, right? Not that famous, so I think no. Yours did alright. What you, yours did alright as well. Uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't checked it. <laughs> I watched. I watched it when it came out. Bro, he's that busy. He doesn't even check check yeah. his. Bomber phone. actually watches mine. He comments on them. Yeah, I watch your snippets. If that makes a difference, I'm sorry, brother. I, I do find it hard to find time to watch podcasts now that I'm not driving to the city. Because you every day. On on I used to. I used to listen every single day when I was driving to the city, but. And then be messaging me, bro. Watch this one. Watch this one. But I can't. I can't multitask. Where if I'm editing, I can't put a podcast on. If I'm grading photos or something, I can do it. But if I'm actually editing, yeah, I don't know how people do it. I do it all the time. I don't I retain to. the information. Do you retain the information there? Fair bit. Only listen to one uh, guy though. Adobe. <laughs> Small steps. Yeah, yeah. Small steps. Look for for context for everyone listening. Uh, Nick tries to teach me about Adobe. And Bomber sits there. Adobe. 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 That's where we go wrong. And I have no idea what the fuck's going on. I haven't for a year, so I haven't figured it out. But I right, we'll, get there. we'll get there. You're doing yeah, well. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Um, now, this is a warm-up for the boys' podcast of their own. Now, one's called Area Chats. Chris that's, and Oz. That's Chris and Oz, yeah. From FTA. And what's around Area Chats? Like, explain the backstory around that for the boys. So, speaking on behalf of the boys, Area Chats is kind of, uh, it's more kind of like athlete-based podcast talking sport um obviously athletes from the area but also outside the area in terms of i think the whole thing with area chats and overtime and 27 project we are all from western sydney but not all of our content is going to be about people from western sydney because it's kind of gone on that idea that we're from western sydney and we've linked with these people to show that you can still link with people from other areas like some of the guests we have coming up are from other countries but the whole idea is like with area chats, it's like breaking down, I guess, um, athletes and their mindset and, and, their mindset and uh, you know, their, their tactics and whatnot and going a bit deeper into it. And the boys are really good. They're naturals. They're like so nervous to be on podcasts, Chris right, knows, but they have the best energy, man. They have amazing energy and they're just super talented and they're going to kill it. Yeah, for those who don't know what Chris and Oz do, Chris and Oz are FTA and then Oz also has tracks. Mm-hmm. And Chris is part of this project as well, 2-7 Project with Taito Vasa, who needs no introduction. Then we have your podcast as well, which mm-hmm. is called Overtime. Talk to us about Overtime. Bummer. reason why we called it Overtime because when we first actually uh, linked up, all we done was work, ridiculous hours. Like he still doesn't now. I try to Nothing's match it. Nothing's changed, brother. brother. I try to match it, but you know, my missus yeah, will give me a hiding if I'm not home same. by 12, 12 p.m. 
Um, 12 p.m. Sorry, or 12, 12 a.m. Sorry. What time is it? <laughs> Bro, you got to hide in if you're not home. Yeah, like 5, five o'clock. Anyway, um, but yeah, when we first started, bro, we were doing like 3 a.m., finishing yeah. at 3 a.m. in the morning and stuff like that. Or what we moved in together and we were just working some serious hours just to get ahead, you know? Yeah. So we just wanted to... Because we, we were both working full time. Bro, at the same time. He day, was running a football so, academy. So academy. I was working uh, at the production company. And, um, but you know what? It didn't feel like we were doing overtime. We had our normal jobs felt like jobs. And then we'd grind all night. And yeah. it was just like enjoyed it. The foundations that allowed us to build this. Mm. Yeah. So I guess the whole podcast is revolved around um, humble beginnings. Uh, and a bit of homage in, it in the name. That, but it's also like um, you know, creativity in business and like thinking outside the box. Like, yes, we're gonna have your musicians and your um, creatives, your photographers, your filmmakers, your designers, but then. Having people outside the box, like it might be, um, you know, a coach, for example, how that particular coach gets creative with their plays and creative with their coaching and how all different, you know, walks of life get creative with what they do. Yeah. Because it's not creativity is endless. It's not just pure art forms. It can be adapted to anything. Yeah. Beautiful. With those creative minds, your minds don't stop, hence over time. Your mind. Your, this, your guy's, this guy's coming up with things Brother. we haven't discussed hey, yet. I like brain that. does not stop. True. True. My brain hasn't stopped since yeah. 2006. Yeah. Been a minute. Mentioned it earlier. You've both lived past lives of different walks of life. You're a boy from Windsor. Picked up the camera at North Richmond. North Richmond. Same shit, man. Don't. Brother, you're <laughs> vibrating the the camera. Um, you're a boy from Windsor. North Richmond. North Richmond. Picked up a camera, mm-hmm. did your own thing in action sports, Monster Skate Park resident, and then you went to work for who? After this action sports stuff? Yeah. Russell. Russell. Crow. And then you went out by yourself a year or two ago, hey? Nah, not even. Uh, nine months ago. Nine months ago. Yeah. How's the whole transition from... So you started action sports and you mentioned it on the podcast last time. Then you started to go towards like different clientele but keep the action sports involved. I think you mentioned Bose mm-hmm. was like one of them. And then you went to work for Russell. At what age were you working for Russell? Uh, 20, I think, 20 or 21. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize you were there that long. Yeah, I was there eight years. Holy shit. Yeah, I did, I did my Indians, bro. Yeah, and then you said, then you've come to work here, basically do your own thing. It, it was weird, like... um. Uh, Bomber and I, early on in our friendship, we uh, bonded over a book, The Alchemist, which I think we've gotten you onto. Yeah, you got me on. We've got you, you read on it? list. First episode. Yeah, bro. It's one of the best, it's the best book I ever read. So, um, you know, in The Alchemist, how our protagonist is, he sets off on a journey. I won't spoil it for anyone that hasn't read it. But our protagonist sets out on a journey and then he gets a job in a jewelry yeah, store, yeah. crystal store. Crystal shop, yeah. And uh, he's making good money and he's enjoying it. But then one day he realizes that's not why he set out on that journey. Yeah. That was kind of where I was at. Like I set out on this journey. I had no um, direction, I guess, and no goal when I picked up a camera. I just really enjoyed it. And um, I don't know if it was a combination of like hard work being in the right place at the right time. Um, but I just kept, you know, 
my career just kept snowballing. Like it was like I did the YouTube thing and I thought like my first ever overseas trip, I was only 15 and um, like overseas filming job and like coming from North Richmond, you don't hear about that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is it. This is like the peak, bro. I'm in America. I'm 15 years old and I'm here. Nah, I thought that was the top, right? Yeah. And then it was like there was another level that I didn't expect and then another level and another level and it got to this point where I'm like working for Russell Crowe and I'm like, no, nah, this is it. Like this is this is the top. But then I just – and it's no disrespect to anyone there but I just felt like I got complacent. Like I was just like, okay, I've done this and I've – enjoyed it every single bit of it but i need that next yeah that next thing so in um in covid and bomber will probably touch on this but we were um in lockdown rather we were um doing a lot of little film projects together um obviously i didn't really have much work going on so we were doing these little brand deals with like huawei and dell and all these Klarna was one of them when you picked Klarna, up Klarna again, eh? exactly so we're doing all these little projects and it's kind of at the same time that our friendship is like blossoming. And um, I realized that the whole reason I started enjoying filmmaking was to work with my friends. Yeah. So when I would go back and work on a feature film, I meet some friends and it's all well and good and I'm having a good time. But then I'm just like thinking about my weekends and thinking about my nights when I'm going to go home and smash stuff with these boys. And Yeah. Um, so it was like... I don't know I came to realize that I appreciate and Russell was so good when I left man like everyone was really good I'm still on good terms with all of them actually I'm going to see him this weekend but yeah I just like I realized that you know working for Russell was my crystal shop and it's not what I set out to do when I first started yeah I set out to make films with my friends and make a difference bro like that was what was so cool about the action sports stuff I got to connect with so many kids and yeah. I felt like I made a positive difference in a lot of people and a lot of people's lives. So it was just like, I know I got the ability to do that. So, Did you ever keep up with any of the kids that you filmed and that were on YouTube? Oh, yeah, of course. What was that kid's name that got 2.5 mil? Shay or Hayden or something? 2.5 mil. I checked your YouTube today. There was this kid. Oh, Hayden Waish. Yeah, Waish. Yeah. yeah. I still, I still talk with him. And you still talk with all like for people that were my age and following it, it was like, uh, war, is it Warwick or? Was I? Yeah. Yeah. And then. He was here um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. A few of the other boys like Cody Donovan. Mm-hmm. He was here a few weeks ago as well. And then who was the other one? Royce? Royce King. Yeah. Um, Ryan Williams. Royce was the shit up in the, in the mountains. Royce eh? is still the shit up in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> I love that kid. Um, no, I'm still friends with all of them and uh, it's crazy like, and I'm sure it's the same with you in football. You know, traveling the world, doing something that you love and being around other people that are traveling, doing the same thing that they love. Surreal, you just, it's, it's weird, bro. And now, like, you have all these couches in different countries where you know you got a place to yeah, kick, yeah. kick back, sleep, sleep have a nap. It started, like, you know, I was in North Richmond making friends with people in Penrith and Glenbrook and then it was Melbourne and Brisbane. Then it's Belgium and... Yeah, LA. LA. Yeah, like it's nuts. It's crazy. Like the world is... Up. So big, but at the same time, bro, it's so small. Yeah, it's crazy. You want to? You know, I want to want to cast him up real quick because he didn't touch on it. Tanner Fox owes every, not everything, but he owes a lot to Nicker. He's like, he bro, doesn't owe me anything. He does. Just he said it to me and him. He said, <laughs> bro, if it wasn't for Nicker, I wouldn't have gone into YouTube. Facts. Really? No, I I, don't, I think he would have gone into YouTube. I think the, the thing with Tanner was he just saw that 
know, I was making videos a little bit different. Yeah. Sean, he, he always says I showed like the um, lifestyle aspect. And I think so like Adam Adam LZ is who, who he owes things to. Adam LZ kind of set the pace of what Tanner did. But it was cool. Like like I've always appreciated Tanner. I've known him for a long time. But to hear him say that was really cool. He's, He's a, such a, a humble kid. kid, man. Yeah. And we touched on it before. Your journey is like somewhat streamlined in a sense. It's very much involves one thing. You have done a few different things. For mm. those listening, footballer as a kid. Yeah. And... In high school, what's the quote from Ty when you were oh, going to clean the boots? Yeah, clean mm. the boots. It's a, bro, I looked on your TikTok and some guy, hey, this is a year ago, and some guy's like, you don't know Ty. I'm like, ah. Mm. And I had to go back and go, bro, I'm business partners with him now. So, <laughs> sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> had to. Oh, but yeah, that was a joke. But yeah, Ty's crushing it, bro. He's doing so good. I'm yeah. so proud of him. Wouldn't have this place without him. So Yeah, it's crazy. Talk about the football thing. You've never yep. said, you never named your, was it? Actually, no, you have. It's Norwich, isn't it, that you were at? Well, I was not really – I was never really at, at like a – at a team. It was just like there you get like a training trial, I guess. It's yeah, similar like to six that. weeks or something. Oh, a bit more. I was there for a few – like a few months and then go to another club for three to six and then I was like, you're trying to get a gig, you know. Yeah. But I've been – Nottingham Forest, Rochdale, Mansfield Town, Norwich City, Blackburn Rovers, like all these clubs. Who was at Blackburn out. when you were there? Phil Jones. Phil Jones. Is that the biggest football brother? He got megged by me so easily, bro. <laughs> yeah. But let's let's be honest now. No, I still rate him as defender, but oh, yeah, it was back then. Um, English defenders weren't technical, so it was so easy to wrestle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I always remember that because I remember his face. Um, we done the yo-yo test, and then we went out onto the the pitch and had a a game, and then we finished off with one v ones, and yeah. the, their gaffer was there, and I was just a, a trialist. Yeah, I remember razzling a bit in that session. That was one of my most vivid uh, memories from trials. But yeah. And over in England, the football doesn't work out. Yeah, I was there for six years at a lot of clubs. Um, last club was at Stockport. Yeah. Um, were there and then, uh, yeah, done FA Cup and all that stuff, but it just didn't work out, bro. And then you meet someone. What was his name? Ryan? Ryan. Oh, yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan Steele. Yeah, and yeah. Ryan was doing customized. He just started. Shoes. It was funny because there was another boy that was training, Max. He was a Jamaican lad. And um, he started doing like the paints and stuff. And then Ryan started as well. I'm like, bro, this is so sick. And then when I come back, um, when I was 20, 20, 20 or 21, um, I actually made an Insta page. I never told you this. I made an Instagram page. And I can't remember if it was like custom something. And I just left it and didn't do it for like six years. And like six, six or seven years after that, I actually started doing customs. So you come back. Yep. That six years. What do you do in that six uh, years? I started a soccer academy. Yeah. Um, so I was working at another academy. I'm like, bro, these guys like respectfully from the knowledge I have, I can just yep. push and do my own thing. So I just sent, sent it, done my own thing for a few years. Had all these awesome kids training, bro. I was so fulfilling, like teaching them stuff that I knew, and they were doing it like six or seven years old. It was insane. So that was so fulfilling for me to do. Um, I had another business called Knack where I was doing street art and stuff. So. Yeah. That's where my nickname Bomber comes from. It's from like Graph and stuff like that. Um, got on Sky News, doing some some stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and but then, yeah. wait, was it Knack where, or was it Graph where you met the guy at the Ivy for a lunch? Knack. Yeah. Knack. Do you want yeah. to talk about that again? Uh, so Brett Whitford. So you can Google him. Successful uh, millionaire. Yeah. Um, he's, he lives in England now, but he was living in Mossman and um, just into Banksy and stuff. He had Banksy artwork in his in his house, and I just 
pulled him up on it and he's like, do you like this stuff? And I showed him mine, he's real keen and he wanted to put a team behind me and all that. And as a kid, you're like, you're like oh yeah, put a team behind me. Yeah, cool. So you think it's going to happen. Yeah. But they're just, that's just how it works, bro. If you, you're too attached to it, nine times out of 10, it doesn't work out. But to be fair, Brett helped me heaps, man. He done all he could. He put me on the Archibald Prize, um, linked up with Mark Latham. Um, who's the other dude? Uh, another reporter from Sky News. So I just had lunch with him at the Ivy. Do you know who was next to me? Sol Campbell. Sol Campbell was having lunch next to me. Do you know who Sol player. Campbell is? One no, of the yeah. best defenders Arsenal's ever had at all time was randomly sitting next to me. It was like a little omen. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? He's come from soccer to hear this meeting thinking, oh, bro, this is gonna, this is gonna take off. And then um, well, all I remember is, I'm gonna cut this story short, but um, I've done the Archibald Prize with Mike Latham. My artwork was way better than a lot of them. Yeah. They chose all these kids who've been to art school and stuff like that. Yeah, and, the then, and then Brett's like, nah, fuck this, bro. We're gonna get you on the news. He knows everyone, put me in the Australian newspaper, um, put me on Sky News. I had like a belly on and that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I still got the recording somewhere. But um, he was just explaining, he's like, this guy's been hard done by what? Because he's from Western Sydney, um, had didn't go to art school and this and that. You didn't put him up for it, you know, up for yeah. a prize. So that was kind of like, I was like, got a bit disheartened because I thought it was gonna, that was it. I'm yeah. going to be the next Shepherd Ferry, like Obey, like be a mad brand and, and do it. And then, um, yeah, I just focused on my academy on that. And from the academy come Bomber Sneakers. And that was... That funded that. That was started. in 2019, 2020? Yeah. Yep. And there's a story of when you meet you that you tell him to scrap the Insta page, isn't it, at one point? And you go, like, we're going to start it again. Yeah, look, respectfully, <laughs> he's a football player. Uh, come a long way. He's come a long way. Uh, you know, I think um, I think what he's, he was doing a good job. But it was what, terrible. Were you, what were you doing? Taking photos of Air Forces in front of us. He was using some app. That oh, was yeah, like, Loopsy. It was like adding like lightning bolts and shit. And um, I started, I started, shit bro, I didn't have Instagram. Page. I didn't have Instagram. So I, I just, I broke up with my ex-girlfriend at the time. I didn't have Instagram. So I'm like thinking all these things are cool. And then I met him like, hey. I did it respectfully. I, um, I said, I waited a couple of weeks and uh, I just said, look, man, I think it's a good idea if you archive your whole Instagram, we start again. And I remember we're driving somewhere. Jevons house. house and this guy looked like I almost slammed on the brakes he's like what and I said it's got to happen brother but you know what was weird I just had so much trust so I'm like after him saying you know how you get that initial like you're like oh really and you get that yeah hit, yeah they hurt they hurt and I was like bro what and then I thought no nah, I'm gonna just whatever he says goes I'm gonna go and then yeah we were on like 3k followers and I was all about followers then not that I care now He's like, bro, you get 10K in six months. And that's what happened. It was under that, I think. Crazy. But I don't know. I just like, I don't know, bro. I'm a bit of a weirdo. Like I'm a massive weirdo. But I always like in school, if I like fucked up my margin. Remember how you used to have to do margins? And you'd yeah, rip yeah. the paper out. And go I'd rip my paper out. Like if I fucked up or if I fucked up a word, I couldn't just write it out. I had to rip the page out, start again. Yeah, and right. I'm always about like. I don't know, refreshing shit just makes me happy. Like every now and then I will just, because I'm pretty organized on my on my computer system and stuff, like video files go in separate folders to proxy files and image files and everything's organized. If you want me to pull something up, I can pull it up real quick. But every now and then I'll just take everything off my Mac, everything off my drives, archive them, refresh everything, 
I feel like it's a new start. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm big on that. Like, that's why I said to him, I'm like, I think what we are about to do is going to be pretty special. Let's turn a new page and see what yeah. happens. And it worked. Wow, it worked. Cracker. Mm. And that led you, that duo led you to the original 2-7 project. Yeah, with, our, yeah. with a couple of friends. Now, for those listening, anyone from Sydney, the first 2-7 project was in St. Mary's in like an alley, you'd say like an alleyway essentially, under a gym. Yeah. And I thought that was the shit. It was like cool, I remember, We thought it was the shit. We thought it was the best Bro, little when, I, when I walked in, I was like, this is like, shout out Flat, but um, flat when Flat brought me there, what, 2021? Oh, yeah, we'd, you'd done an interview with me or something, right? Yeah, maybe. That was Bomb a time. Oh, yeah. uh, there was a... Hellos, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then I think I met you that night. Maybe. Or maybe like a week or two later. So that whole year I was a zombie. Just working on a I was working on a movie. And I, I remember I met like, you at like I, seven on a Friday night or something. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the lights were there, but no one was home. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Can I ask what movie it was? It was, it, was, it was Poker Face. Oh, wow. Which is out on Stan. It was, it was a great experience. Don't get me wrong. I had a great time. Didn't but it come out recently? Yeah. Oh, but I just, I, I did a lot of hours, bro. And um, I was driving to and from Fox every day. Yeah. So when you're doing like, I don't know, say 14 hour days by the time I pack up and everything and then driving to and from two hours, it's 18 hours. Yeah, fuck that. It was a long time, but I'm grateful for that opportunity. It was, it was hectic. Yeah. And that studio was also shared with Setter. Correct. He's, out, he's still there. Yeah. Shout out Carl. Um, and in that studio, I thought that was the coolest space. Mm. You ever like look around now as to what you've built here? We we kind of move real. We always talk about it, don't we? We kind of move real quick and we don't realize it. We yeah. have we're like, yeah, this is my but we can do better, and that's with everything, right? We just How long do were we in the St. Mary's one for a year? Yeah, well, we were kind of there for like six months because we were in and out of lockdown, yeah, lockdown, all kinds of stuff right? happened. And we spoke it. about it on our podcast, but um. We just felt like we overstayed our welcome. And it wasn't that um, Kyle and Miss were trying to get us out because they weren't by any means, but... They wouldn't take a percent They wouldn't us. take money off us and we just kind of felt like... They've done so much for us. They did man. so much for us and, and we don't... Like, we appreciate it, but we don't do well with handouts, I feel. Mm. Like, we... We, we just want... for everything, yeah. make sure it's done right, you know? Which, they were the best, though. Like, they would always come and check in on us and make sure we're all good. And Miss's family, too, like... We love them all cool. so much. They're the best. Yeah. Yeah. Feel and stuff. No. Yeah. In the space we're in now, 2-7 Project in Penrith, mm -hmm. the idea was two years ago, I reckon, or 18 months. Was that when? Yeah, that would have been first mentioned early last year, hey? Uh, to build this one? Yeah. No. Um, We were so happy. Where are we now? 2021. When did Ty fight Greg Hardy? 22 January. It was early 2020. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, I feel like it was early last year. Mm. Yeah, so again, we spoke about this on our pod, but um, I met Ty. Uh, Bomber already knew Ty. I knew who Ty was. Bomber and Ty went to school together, but um, I met Ty and we clicked like straight away. Yeah. And then we were just throwing ideas and he's like, this place is hectic. And I'm like, we could do so much more if we had the facilities. And then Ty had a really good run. And mm. uh, he's like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's let's um all come together and see what see what happens and get this place. And when did it get start being built? It was like June or July or August. No, 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 it wasn't that. It was uh, I think we found the place in August, 
we kind of started getting access September. We started getting fit out late and September. Then, like late September, early October, we started actually doing shit. Yeah, I so, remember when I first came in here, I was sweeping up cement. Um, oh, yep, yeah. But it's crazy how quickly it was built. I don't remember that. Oh, I don't know if he swept, swept longer than five minutes. But he did touch the broom. So technically. No, I did broom. I did broom. Broom. I was broom. brooming. What? And I brought little Ben with me. Ben? Ben. Oh, yeah, you ever know Ben? I remember Ben coming, but I don't remember you sweeping. Maybe for some, I don't know, credibility or something. Saying that you dumped something. Interesting. <laughs> No, I do remember that. Yeah, no, nah, We appreciate you, Fox. We just like to legend, bro. Yeah, thanks. I'm um, not going to bite like um, flat. I'm not going to bite like flat. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody bites like flat. No, so yeah, you came through and it was kind of a concrete box, huh? Yeah. And it, the it, Cyclorama wall was maybe the first. Yeah, that was the first thing we did. But it was so yeah. cool, bro, because like I don't even think these boys envisioned it the way I did. They all had like the best heart and they knew what we were building. But I had no idea. I I had this vision in my head and it's crazy. Like it's yeah, it's detail for detail what we've got. In fact, the thing that we got now is probably better than what I expected. It's better it than was what so, I thought. It was so crazy, bro. Like we had a budget and it was a decent budget. Thank you, Uncle Ty. But um, it's so crazy, bro. Like and this is why I just love Western Sydney so much. All these other guys and girls that are doing their own thing were just so willing to help and like, like Chris from CVD, bro, he has added so much value to this place by just putting some glass in. Jimmy Matchett, JMS Painting, has made the floor the best feature in the studio. Yeah. Uh, you got Jamie from Image Projects who's come through and made us a hectic table and if we've needed something done, we're not the best tradies. We give it a crack but we're yeah. not great. He's sorted it for us and then Wade from Creative Signs, just the cherry on top of the feature wall and the neon sign up the front yeah and just like all these other companies have just come through and like added their two cents bro and i think that they're, they're just all stoked to like see that we're giving it a crack yeah and it's just like like if we were to do this without the favors of people and like shout out forky while we're at it bro forky is Even the forky, go bro. bro but like all these people um forky forky has done so much bro like without even realizing it but the contribution of all these people has made this place like has taken it from like a five to a nine and i wouldn't say 10 but it will never be a 10 for me because yeah. i'm always like wanting more true music. creative but yeah. i think these boys would all say it was like 50 out of 10 you know i love it bro every time i step in i say it once once a day don't i we both do i, love but this I think man. i think that's like the most like like thing i'm proud of with myself is that like I do take those step backs and go like, fuck, yeah. look at us. Do you think you do that because it's been such a blur to bro, get hit, bro? It's been gone so quick and we're here. Yeah. It's just like, bro, like, I think I think it keeps you humble, you know? Mm. Like, um, there's been times where I've been at things with Russell or whatever and I'm, I'm there, but in my conscience, I'm like taking a step back, almost like an out-of-body experience and going like, fuck, bro. Yeah. And like thinking like, what, you know, 13 year old Nick would be thinking right now. Yeah. And I still do that every day. Like, well, not every day, but every time something happens where I'm like, fuck, I need to be proud of this, but I don't sit on it for too long. I'll be proud for a little bit, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, and back into it. Yeah. And you do the same. Mm, 100%. 100%. I do the same. I used to, you were like my number one inspiration. 
Oh, were? Thanks, bro. He, he nah, was. bro, honestly. He nah, he had it on lockdown. He what? had my age group, so what, 2000 to I'd say, no, nah, I'd say 98 to 2002, Nick F Films had on lockdown with his skate park stuff. Skate, um, monster edits, all that shit. Yeah, it was hectic. completely unlocked. You I were wish, playing wish, football in England, so maybe you weren't around for that. I wish you were around for a period, bro. Yeah, me too, bro. But, bro, you know how crazy it is? like. Oh, if he was at Glenbrook, we'd have a kick chat. I still remember it. And you'd get like a message like Nick Air and his mates are at Glenbrook filming today and shit really? like that. But it's crazy. Like, and you've seen it a couple of times. Like, even today, bro, it still wigs me out. Like, I'll be, it was a couple of weeks ago, I was at the petrol station. I'm filling up. And uh, this young lad, he would have been uh, early 20s, maybe 22, Yeah, it's around my age. Comes out of uh, the Caltex. Oh, no, I'm M4. He's like, Nick Air. Are you Nick Air Films? I'm like, yeah, bro. And he's like, fuck, I haven't thought about you in a long time but i just gotta say like you were my childhood and i was like thanks bro yeah like it, it's Crazy, a wig yeah. out like this guy's seen it like on the m4 we've been driving and kids are out the window like nick yeah, <laughs> which i think like it, it's so cool bro like that you know i never set out for that to happen but I, I was just having a good time yeah and then i feel like it's crazy like in the peak of it bro like when i was like 19 18 19 we're in London and like hundreds and they won't just turn off for me. They'll turn off for the other boys, but hundreds of kids turning up to skate parks. And like these kids would be like, bro, that edit you did with blah, blah, blah. How did you do this and that? And I'd be like, how the fuck do you even know about that? Like, yeah, it, it was so crazy. Like how big it got Yeah, it was at, at that one point in time, like 2000, what are we talking like 2010 to 2000 and, 14, I'd say, was yeah. like it was the peak stuff. Hey. It was crazy, bro. Yeah. Did you not know about all this? No. No. And even Ty the other day, um, someone mentioned something. He goes, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, Nikkei used to be like popping. And he goes, "What?" And I'm like, I always talk it down. Like I, to me, I was just having a good time. But like, yeah, bro. Like he had wheels that sold out in Russia and all this yeah. shit. And Ty's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's funny though. Like, ah, bro. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it got too deep into all that shit, but it, the, the the coolest thing for me was like seeing all these other people that I would involve, like my cousin Josh Newbert, yeah. you would know him as, just like getting these crazy opportunities Yeah. Um, from from the videos, which was cool. Yeah, it was, it was nuts at the time. Best way to put it was like if you take a Grime Daily in 2016, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But like instead of the artists being the more famous people, it was like Grime Daily itself was also famous and that's what Nick Air was. So there was a bunch of different athletes essentially mm. all at one page but Nick Air wasn't anonymous like maybe a music person would be. Yeah, yeah. So everyone knew Nick Air as well and he was part of the movement but everyone was amazed by how he could edit because like back then there was no like as a kid, it's no Adobe Premiere or an iMovie. And or Sony Vegas was the other one. I, I was using Adobe, like the OG Adobe, but yeah, but you got a bit of fourteen-year-old hmm? me didn't have that coin around, brother. I didn't, I, I didn't have coin until a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was just like I, I used the crack versions back in the day. I remember. That. I pay for my Adobe now. Do you remember? So um, do you ever jailbreak your like um, first iPhones and iPods? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I still remember all that shit. All eh? those free games and that free music. Yeah. yeah, I ain't paying for Angry Birds. Really? Yeah. <laughs> We'll go back to it now. Let's walk through the studio for someone who isn't aware of completely what it offers. Walk us through it. 
So at its base form, it's a concrete room with reflective floors, a cyclorama, um, backdrops, lighting, uh, and the atmosphere. I think the atmosphere a is podcast room important. as well. Yeah, I'll That's get I'll get in. to that. But essentially, it's a it's a content studio. It's a place that you can come. You can bring your own creatives. You can bring yourself if you're a creative and you can create content. Or if you're a brand, you can come and hire the likes of us to do the content for you. Um, you can come and network. We're going to be having events here where we can network with each other and bounce ideas because that's when I think the real magic happens. Yeah, We've got the podcast studio that you're sitting in right now, which uh, is going to be finished in the next week or so properly with the new room yeah. that we spoke about before. So you can um you can come and do a podcast here. We'll shoot it for you if you want. We'll edit it for you if you want, or you can just use our facilities and take your files and go sort it out yourself. But I think it was just like there was a hole in the market in Western Sydney. Um, people still don't understand what it is, which is cool. And I think there's so much talent out here, and there obviously are other studios common and whatnot. But um, I don't know. I just felt like I wanted to make a really unique space. Yeah. And something that I was like stoked to shoot in every day. And I do not get bored shooting here, which is weird. Because you know me, like I'll go to a spot like three times and be like, I can't go there anymore. Yeah. yeah. So it was just building a place that has endless opportunities. Yeah. In the West, for the West, but for everybody. When you built this place, obviously like the goal of a business is to get your return on investment plus some, right? Mm-hmm. But when you built this place was a major idea or concept behind it to give back to the younger generation of Western Sydney. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. We just, we just, we're happy just to be here. We couldn't care less if this place didn't make a dollar profit. As okay. if, if it could pay for itself, that'd be nice so that yep. we're not uh, paying uh, rent and whatnot ourselves between the four of us. But um, I know for a fact that the content we make inside here is where the money will come. Yeah. But making money off of this place itself was never really the game plan. Yeah. So like we've got so many ideas and like I'm excited to share them like with Ty. Ty's got Ty's so creative, bro. Yeah. Um and he's got all these ideas that we're gonna put into action. Yeah. That's where the deals and whatnot will come. But it was more just like let's build the spot where people can come and ex- express themselves and try things and you know, um we uh, just wanted, you know, and Ty, Ty speaks about this on the Mark Boris podcast that if a lot of people out here have that mindset that you give like footy a crack and you don't make footy, so ah, that's it. Yeah. Go, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, following your dad or becoming a builder or whatever because the world doesn't happen without those people. But we just want to show people that there's other opportunities. If you want to give photography a crack, you can do it. And we're building the spot for you to do that up. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, trying to encourage creativity. You know how many creative people there are here, bro. Nuts. Especially like younger generation. First one that comes to mind always is Jason. 100%. Like he had his brand idea and then he was got the opportunity to come in here early. And then like the f- shots that came out of that just basically helped him sell out of his whole stuff. And what was cool was I didn't help with that at all. He came in here. J-Mac came in here. They did their thing. They might have asked me a question or two, but I left them to it. Yeah. And look what they come up with. It's crazy. It's eh? hectic. And that was just one one combination. 
Now imagine another creative comes in here and does something adjacent or J-Mac brings another brand in here. It's another combination and just kind of makes this web of creativity and networks and that was before. Yeah, we haven't, technically we haven't even really opened yet. Like we're taking bookings but we haven't had our open day. We haven't been advertising anything. No. It's just been social media. Just growing organically, just doing. But I think once once people get a taste of what, can be achieved here. It's very yeah. exciting. When are you going to start putting out your own content? Because I feel like people would love it. I'm going to bank it up. We've been banking those bitches up. Mm. Yeah. We've got a couple of vlogs, a couple behind the scenes videos. We've got two podcasts already in action. Two more on the way. One's kind of a podcast, but it's also... I don't want to give too much away yet. It's a bit of a pod and a vlog kind of combined. Oh, wow. Um, Different. Yeah, we, um, we're we very, it's crazy where we wrote this list. Okay, so we wrote this list upstairs in the boardroom. <laughs> there were three columns. I'm locking the door so he doesn't go and see it. He's going to steal our guests. <laughs> We've got three columns on our list. we got light work, which was people we could ask to be on our podcast and we know seven like days a week they're saying yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. We had, what was the middle one Potential. called? Potential. People in our circle, not sure if they'll say yes, but, you know, Send them a box of cookies and then hit them up. Maybe. Yeah, see where like it goes. It could get there. Then we had the... What's the last one? Shoot your shot or something. Oh, yeah, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Just people that we've never spoken to before, but we want on the podcast, right? So far, we've only reached out to maybe 10 people about the pod. Some of them shoot your shots, some of them potentials, some of them light works. Every person said yes. The craziest thing is, the person we have on Wednesday, I'm not going to say any names yet. I'm not going to jinx anything. Was so far fetched that he wasn't even on the shoot the shot. Yeah, I was about to say, bro. Like he's out of the. Like of when the you think of that of person think. and think of us, like that's never there has never been a conversation in existence of all time in yeah. eternity where one of our names and their name has been in the same sentence. <laughs> so it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. But I'm so excited, bro. I'm so nervous, but I'm so excited. We can't explain it here, but obviously there's like a there's an obvious connection now. There's a massive yeah. obvious. So connection. when it comes out, that'll make sense to a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah. if yeah, if you were to name drop right now, I reckon like most of Western Sydney would be like, what the fuck? Like, mm. How's that happen? We just like we like doing stuff and then seeing people's reaction off that, especially with content. We never like especially when we do you remember when we used to do the drops i never name the drop never tell anyone and then i'll just go wednesday bang yeah it like builds the hype you know the demand's there and then problem is you can't build hype for too long these days people don't yeah, have the attention, attention span like if you're if you're hyping something up you got like a week max turn that around you can't be like oh i'm dropping this podcast episode in a month yeah. people will be like fuck that <laughs> drop it tomorrow yeah like everyone wants everything now and it, it doesn't help that we just have so much selection and variety in our lives. Like you got, I remember as a kid, bro, you go to Video Easy, and I'm sure you remember this. You're probably too young. I used you go to, go. to I used to go. Yeah, but do you remember the OGs? So you go to Video Easy, and there'd be a overnight release, and you'd be oh, like, yeah. "Fuck, it's like seven dollars." And seven dollars to us was like nine times out of ten. Your mum will go, "Put that back." Yeah, you might be like, "No, don't get the seven dollar one. You, you can have a weekly or a three nighter." And um. Like renting a movie was like such a fucking awesome thing as a kid. Like you'd look forward to it on the week. Yeah, Mom, can we go to Video fun. Easy? 
and you'd be getting as you're talking i can i can picture myself bro, walking through the aisles miss that going shit through the so checkout, much. getting like popcorn yeah and you'd be like oh i'm getting this movie and this movie and you'd watch every single <laughs> second remember taking it back and you put it through the pigeonhole yeah returns i remember also giving my mum like 800 in late fees over the years oh. but like you go and you'd be like, I'm getting this movie. And even if the movie was absolutely rubbish, you've spent $6, $7 on this movie. You're watching the whole thing. Yeah. These days, you go home, you pick up your smart Spoiler TV remote choice. and right. you've got That's a billion movies at your fingertips and this one's shit and this one, there's like eight feature films coming out on the same day and you're like, no, I'm not going to watch this one. And you're just like, I feel like that's everything. Like, it was funny on my Facebook memories the other day. My status was, I wish it was possible to download food. And this was like 14 years ago I said this. Yeah. I wish it was possible to download food. And I thought about it and I'm like, you pretty much fucking can. Uber okay. Eats. Uber yeah. Eats. Like you it's essentially, it, you, you click, you click, you want a burrito and it appears at your doorstep 20 minutes later. It's the closest thing we're ever going to get to downloading food. Yeah. Um, but it's like, we're just, yeah, you're right. We're just spoiled for choice. Especially days. content. So yeah, anything content, whatever it is, I feel like it's kind of wrecked a lot of things. You have really. to really. You talk about this all the time, and I'm speaking like this is something he would say. Nicky would say, you need to get that person's attention the first few seconds. Yeah, hundred percent. Otherwise, they just scrape, scroll right through, bro. So, but yeah, very, very spoiled for choice, like you were saying, Falk. Yeah, I don't really watch it anymore, eh? Anything. Anything. I watch football highlights and I just do my own thing for the rest of the day. Yeah, I, I reckon I get like too fried by it. Like what sitting in a TV because I sit behind my laptop all day mm. after work and during my work break. Then I go home and do more work. Last thing I want to fucking do is just watch like, I don't know. When I, I do, like, I do the 15 minute troop. 15 minutes. Give it 15 minutes. If nothing's got me, I'll turn it off. Yeah. I watch docos if I watch anything. Yeah, I not. love a good doco. Docos, man. But I couldn't tell you the last movie I watched. Actually, it was um, <laughs> Good Will Hunting. Cool. No, that's that's the movie, that's the movie you were you were I was trying to think of yesterday. Yeah, it's what going. a flick there, huh? Yeah, it's arguably like the best movie of all time. Yeah, it's one of them. That's for sure. Shout out Robin Williams. I wish he was here. Um, now, two seven projects opened, and this whole like you're both thirty ish. Well, I'm twenty nine. Twenty nine. Thirty soon. Twenty nine. He's thirty really soon. Move on. Ty turned thirty the other yeah, day. Yeah, Ty turned bastard. thirty. The Chris other is day. already like forty five. I think he's turning 47, 47, something like that. Yeah. Do you ever look back at like your 16 year old self and the businesses you've built? Because now you're both technically dual businesses like running. Do you ever look back and just think like, fuck, do you reckon 16 year old me would have ever thought this was possible? Fuck no. I never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing. I remember sketching boots and sneakers as a kid, but never thought this would be a thing. But never. You? Going back to what I said before, like, I never really had, I've always had this, like, and I don't, I hope this doesn't sound cocky or whatever, but I've never been okay with just being okay. I've always had this, like, thing where, like, I don't know, like, I'm not cool with just average. Average. Yeah, yeah. I'm very much the and, same. And um, I didn't know what it was that I was going to do, but uh, I knew I was going to do something fulfilling. Um, and as I said, bro, like I was in America when I was 15. I was like, this is, this is it. This is what I've been dreaming about my whole life. Yeah. I remember this sounds so weird. I said, I might've said this on your podcast. I've said it on a podcast. I'm not sure which one. Um, 
but I'm a big daydreamer, bro. Like I, I envision things and like it's only since I've met this guy that I've been speaking aloud about them and it's crazy how many I've spoken into existence. Mm. So I get these visions, bro, and it's almost like, I don't know, it's weird. I don't want to say like I'm predicting the future or anything weird like that, but sometimes it's crazy. Like I go, this is what's going to happen and this is how I'm going to make that happen. So I'd always have these things like I'd be walking home from school. I just had this vision of this van. This sounds so sketchy. This van picking you, me no, up you said this and going out <laughs> and like that was it. Like we're going on a skate trip and that yeah. happened, bro. And then it was just like, okay, cool. One day I'm going to go to America. That happened. I was like, all right, cool. And then all these like things I ticked off, I was like, okay, that's that's the cap. Surely it's going to cap there. But then once I'd experienced that, it was like, okay, this is the next one I'm going to aim for. And this, this the 2.7 Project Studio, it was never um, – I never had the idea of the two seven project, but the fact of having a studio with my friends was always something I was working towards. Right now, it's like I don't, I don't. Um, I think it's just building this. That's my main, my main thing. But this was like a major milestone. Yeah, to me, I didn't expect it to happen this quick. But um, isn't it crazy? At the time, it feels like it goes fucking ages. Like you know, when you're waiting, 100%. like from the cyclorama wall to like the just like out there being finished. During that like few weeks, it feels like it's a fucking eternity. Bro, and, and like we sit in there's now. so many things that, that you just don't learn until you're doing them. Like, like I feel like in school you should be learning more about like contracts and lawyers and yeah. all these things, you, uh, uh, real estate licenses. And bro, there's so many things that like we get through one hurdle and be like, all right, we've got public liability insurance, sweet, that's done. And then in the real estate agent be like, okay, now you need this, and it's like fuck how do we like i don't know anything about this and i feel like that was a big learning curve and all these like like if you followed my journey since i was like 18 17 18 i've had all these little these little brands clothing brands and whatnot along the years i feel like like matthew mcconaughey green lights mm. they didn't work and i'd be real bummed i'm like oh why didn't that work and at the time it seemed like a red light but now in hindsight they were all little green lights because i learned little things from each one which i've now put into Pixel Park and Nikkei Films and Two Seven Project, yeah. But uh, it's everything. Yeah, it feels like it's gone forever, and you feel like you're never gonna learn everything. And it's kind of a scary, overwhelming feeling when you're like, "Fuck, I gotta get insurance, and I gotta get a law team, and I gotta get accountants, and I gotta get all this stuff." But if you just keep chipping away, bro, it eventually yeah. gets there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mentioned before, caught me straight away. You said oh, I always wanted to open a studio with my friends ever trip you out like the network that's been created over the past few years it trips me out when i walk in here because you have like 70 um for those that don't know there's a wall how would you describe the wall what's it's like that a feature wall feature wall it's like a collage of <clears throat> people from western sydney that yeah so it's got anyone from like jess fox to one four um and it's got footy players and all that do they ever trip you out as like thinking all these people are within my immediate network for both of you crazy bro um because i feel like if you take a step back yeah now you i'll let i'll let you tell this one but tell him about uh the day we met oh bro the first thing basically we spoke about when we got comfortable after shooting what we were doing that day um we're shooting some air forces or whatnot we said to each other how cool would it be having a studio together with a couple mates that was the first conversation we had and that was already an idea i had written down years ago Mm. but having someone else that finally had Without me suggesting it, because I could go to anyone, I could go to 
you fax and be like, hey, bro, I want to do the studio. And you would be like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. But for someone else to come to me and go, hey, I got this idea. Let's do a studio. It was like, all right, this is like what I need to do with. Yeah. But our, bro, like think about the thing that wigs me out. Like that network thing is a wig out for sure. But the bigger wig out is that I've only known this guy two and a half years. Yeah, it's crazy. Facts. It's crazy. It's weird, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've known you for 30. That's what's nuts too. Because we've been in each other's pocket and just working and grinding and chipping away. nearly three years now actually. Yeah. But still, three years like. Look what you built. Bro. Wasn't the first. That's literally what we used to say. Look what we've done already. You keep going. We keep doing it. Look what we've done. Look what we've done. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I'm not speaking on behalf of you, but I'm always chasing that fulfillment. Massive. It's not enough. It's never enough. Like now we're going to talk about one day he'll have his own place i have my own next door yeah in my warehouse with my shoes bro even like the simplest things we've spoken into existence are crazy like so we used to live together right yeah and then we both got girlfriends and obviously the girls wanted their own spots so he moves to cranebrook i stay in jordan springs uh not long later i get a different house in jordan springs he goes oh nigga there's a house for rent on your street but because we live on like a circuit the street name changes it's the same street though yeah he goes, I'm going to show hills and they go and look at this house and they get it. He texts me, brother, I'm on your street. I'm no shit, bro. Like it sounds like a lot, but it's really not. He's probably 18 houses from me, right? Yeah. 18 houses around a bend. Sounds like a lot. It's really not that much. Calls me the other day. Hillary just bought a house. And I'm thinking, fuck, like you live so close to me. This is hectic. And he goes, brother, it's eight houses. Away from <laughs> <me>. <laughs> But we always spoke about like if we can't live together, we're gonna live next door to each other. And sure enough, bro, it keeps getting closer and closer. Just the dumb stuff, bro. Bro, it would it would like you know what would make my life like, let's say all all goes well, two seven projects doing well. We got a massive studio. All these creatives are smashing it. Some company comes to us and says, "We love your podcast. We love your show. We love this. We love that." Here's a billion dollars. My first thing I would do, bro, is like go to Cranebrook. You know, like the acreage side of Cranebrook. Yeah. I'd like offer someone some stupid amount for their, like pay them 10 times what their house is worth or whatever and just build our own suburb. <laughs> like have this guy have That's a house, it. have me have a house, build one for Chris. You can live there, Falky. And we just got like this. Kundai as well. We're in Kundai. Oh, Kundai's there. <laughs> Cameron can... I'm not joking, you, you Cameron, I'm joking. Chef, I'll buy you a house too, bro. You can be the chef. But no, um, just like, bro, I don't know. I just love being around my friends, bro. Yeah. I love I love my network of, and I love all my old friends from school too, don't get me wrong. But I just, I don't know, bro. I'm so, so fucking happy with my circle of people yeah. in my life right now. Like, we don't do negativity. We don't do any of that stuff. It's like, if you're in my life, you're in my life for a reason. And I hope that I'm in your life for a reason too. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same, eh? Like I have my mates and then I have, to put it short, it's like I've Flat has his mates as well, but then there's like Flat, Kundai and creatives like that are trying to get at it, like Ben, Jamey, all those boys. Then there's like yourselves and people I met at Open, John Bernard, things like that where like I can text you and whatnot. I think it's like, yeah, it's a bit of a trip out for me. Even like watching your circle from afar because you, you guys don't really see fame anymore as a thing, right? These are all just people to you. 
Yeah, the boys. But I'm still someone who goes to like footy games and I'm still around people who are completely in the world of they're a famous person. They see Cleary out and they're a famous person. But when I've never, you know what? I've never been like that. Never been starstruck. I'm not massive on it. Ty would, funnily enough, people listening, I haven't met Ty yet properly. You just missed him before, by the way. Yeah. But like Ty would freak me out, but that's like, I think. I think like if I can give unwanted and unasked for advice right now, Anyone like this, like I, I've met some real famous people, like yeah, big yeah. famous people. Oh, yeah, that's I don't story. want to name yeah, drop yeah. or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. But if you treat that person, you got to like my biggest advice to everyone out there, you got to act like you've been to the show before. Yeah. Don't go, sure. oh, fuck. Like Nathan Cleary, I've, I've, I've always known who he was, is obviously. And I think he kind of had a rough idea of who I was. But we went to Vegas together. We never hung out together. And... You just act like that's one of the boys. Yeah. And we clicked. Like we're the same all the time now. It's just like you, anyone like that, like you just got to act like you've been to the show before and they're going to respect you 10 times more. It's and like, it's like all these like young kids we get in the studio, um, we tell them that's our first advice. You got to act like you've been to the show before. If someone comes in here, don't be like, oh, let me get a photo because the 27 Project, yeah, it's the studio and whatnot, but we want it to be a place where your clearies and your um, one fours and that, go oh there's an event on a 27 like i can just hang out with the boys i don't have anyone in my face like it's a little escape i can like bro all the boys anytime even at the old studio spending that will come through and hang out just hang out and watch telly or watch youtube and play playstation or whatever like we want them to feel free to come there and if you act like you know holy shit that's spenny one four or that's sony luke or that's stephen Crichton, then Unfortunately, you're going to wig the person out at yeah. some point. But if you act like you've been at the show before, those photo opportunities and those things are going to come naturally. But, yeah, you and I have both never been big on like like going back to like looking yeah. in on our circle from afar. It seems like all famous people. It's not. It's just like that we're all, we're, we're all um, come together because we've all got a passion for what we're doing. We all respect each other's hustles. And, you know, we've all got each other's backs. Yeah. And you're part of a movement. We're part of a movement. But yep. It's like, you know, London 2010 to 2013. It's very similar. Which movement? The Grime? The Grime, grime one. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar. Western Sydney movement. I had that album. It's exciting, bro. Like, I mean, I'm not going to go on about it because we're going on about it and all these things. But it's just like, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm big on like subtle fuck yous. Like I, yeah. I don't like a revenge. I don't like any of that stuff. But a nice subtle fuck you is always good. And the fact that so much cool stuff's coming out of here now. Yeah. And like I used to cop so much stuff back in the day. Um, even up until recently about being from out here. Like there's a certain person that I know you know of that said something recently. I'm not going to say his name. Him? Yeah. Mm. You're thinking too deep. You're thinking way too deep right now. Right. But being from Western Sydney, oh, you can do better. I'm wasting my time. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brother. So stuff like that, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. okay, bro, like you tell me I'm wasting my time out here and we all together will show you what we're capable yeah, yeah. of, you know? Oh, mm. know who it is. My bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My he's, bad. He's, he's here, ladies over. and gentlemen. Welcome yeah. back to Falcon. <laughs> he's awake. But yeah, I don't, I don't address any of that stuff. I just think it's, if anything, that's just, you've just put fuel on my fire, bro. Yeah. What do you think about the stigma of Western Sydney? I think it's gotten a lot uh, better. 
Everyone wants to be from Mountie, bro. Now. Well, majority of people. I don't want to talk about the beef and that, but most people, especially eastern suburbs, TNs and that. Oh, it's far. <laughs> so first time I met JMs, right? So one of my younger mates, Jake, his grandmother and JM's grandmother, like best friends, right? Mm-hmm. So Jake and JM's knew each other from young. Jake's two years younger than me, so there's only a few. He's closer to YP's, YP's age. We're in Manly and we went down to Wharf Bar. We walk in and 1-4 has like this corner of Wharf Bar, right? But Jake's walking and JM's is there. And Spenny's ordering a drink and then there's like Jake and myself and Jake's talking to one of the boys in there because he knows them. And then we go out like go outside and they're having a dart or something or having a vape. I can't remember what it was. And then um, Jake was like, oh, we'll get a photo with JM's. So it was me and Jake got a photo with JM's. And then like these kids from like East and Sydney, like Watson's Bay, Mossman all come like running over and they're just – I couldn't believe it. Like TNs, Air Maxes, um, the pants, the it's shirts. It's the cop shit for that, wearing that stuff back in the uh, day. Now it's uh, the uh, thing. Uh, you know Kids what, with like, millionaire mummy and daddies. Like, I'm, not, I'm, not mad, I'm not mad at those kids though because like at the end of the day. It's what's cool. Yeah, mm. but also like they didn't born, they, they, they weren't born and it was like, do you want the blue pill or the red pill? Do you want to yeah, yeah. grow up in Western Sydney or do you want a million dollars in your bank account by the time yeah. you're 18? Like we're all... I feel like we're all kind of like, you know, you got no choice, right? So you get what you're given. So if these people in the East want to like what's cool and want to like what's happening in the West, that's fine. But it's like, to me, it's the people that used to talk shit that have switched sides and think like they're the ones that really annoy me. Or like the people that like, like Bomber and I, we didn't have the best situation growing up, but we didn't have a bad one. We had roofs over our heads. Bomber had a, a, a tougher upbringing than I did. But there was also, and I know you agree on this, there was also a million other kids that had it worse than you. That's what got me through it, bro. But it's like, um, like I had, my, my mom did the best she could, bro. I always had, you know, things I wanted. If I wanted a skateboard, she'd save up and get me a skateboard. If I wanted a camera, my grandma actually helped her get me my first camera. Shout like, out Nikkei's grandma. Shout out Frenny, you absolute legend. <laughs> But um no like it's it's the ones that try and fake the narrative that yeah. frustrate me like you don't have to come from nothing to be something yeah don't act like you come from nothing Whole underdog story right like you see it everywhere yeah. like everyone loves a good narrative fair enough mm. but also like you don't have to fake it like yeah. just be be who you, you are brother. don't know. Yeah, yeah don't need to like um I remember this quote bro that um and this is a little bit relevant but I just thought about it before. Um, you know, I got some friends that collect Pokemon cards and then I got other friends that would kill you if you hurt me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm friends with all of them. Like like I, I care about my friends that come from nothing just as much as I do about my really successful friends. Mm. But it's just like the, it's the fake ones that frustrate me the most, the ones that are like, yeah, I come from the trenches and this and that. Yeah. It's like, bro, you don't have to act like that. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, but I think the cool thing about 270 is like, yeah, we're building this in the West and it's for the West. But if you're a creator in the Eastern suburbs or you're from Melbourne or you're from Brisbane, don't feel like you can't come here. We want everyone here. We want to build that network where photographers here might meet you and you might be a model from Melbourne, but then you're DMing each other and next thing you know, you're flying down to Melbourne to shoot with that model. or like That's what this spot is. It's just that we didn't. 
besides you got your um open yeah um and whatnot but we just yeah want to do our own own thing yeah fill a gap fill a gap yeah because nothing like that like past like you'd say like what blacktown Parramatta. this wasn't quite something but also like i feel like even the ones in the city were unique too yeah like um the layout everyone comes here bro that we had a pretty major client here from the city today and even they were saying like man this is cool yeah how you guys have done this is cool which is cool to hear bro yeah that's sick you mentioned unique yeah we'll get on to unique here mm. what do you got in the pipeline for this year you put it on your instagram two weeks so ago or three weeks snippet ago. yeah a little what, what would you call it um teaser teaser that's it yeah i'm gonna i will um have my own sneaker my own actual sneaker and that's bro congrats thanks bro and you, i'm gonna gas this guy up right now because he's always gassing me up this thing was designed here in the West. My guy went through multiple different samplers and factories and spent a year talking with different manufacturers and all kinds of people. And he's found this absolute legend in Portugal and has been working really close with him. And the product that they're making is excellent. Like it's an expensive shoe. And this guy could go and sell this shoe for as much as what his customs are, but he's not going to do that. He's going to release this shoe at a value that people can afford. He's not in it to make hundreds of dollars off every pair of shoe. Um, he's selling at a very fair price. He's putting a lot of effort into it. And I think everyone should be proud of what this guy's doing. Like he's showing that roads less traveled are possible out of this area. And it's nuts, bro. Like a, a shoe. A shoe. Wow. A shoe designed in Western Sydney, manufactured in Portugal, yeah. and ready for anyone in the world out of our shitty little studio in St. Mary's. Yeah. That we loved so ever Crazy. much. Portugal's a You should be proud country. of yourself, bro. Yeah, but like you, bro, he's like, oh. Yeah, but that's where on. you take that step back. Oh, be proud for 10 seconds well, let me and then grind something. again. Bro, I don't, you know me, I don't get emotional and shit, but when that shoe come, bro, I almost shed a tear. Yeah. That night. I was there, it was hectic. I, you know what? This bro. guy got his first sample and I was at work and I said, don't you fucking yeah, open, open it until it to I get home. And this oh, guy's yeah, just yeah. looking at this parcel all day, probably just like... <laughs> I lost my license too, so I couldn't go out. And, <laughs> and you had a snapped hamstring, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I snapped my hammy doing the 75 So he's at home, miserable. Just looking just at Just looking it. at this package and I'm like, don't you fucking... But yeah, bro. Um, it's actually insane to think of it. Like, obviously, obviously I couldn't do it without my brother here. Cause yeah, he, he goes me, both ways, brother. Um, helped me with a lot of the design and whatnot. And we, we, he's my biggest critic and likewise, I guess, when it comes to stuff, we'll come to each other and that's why we, we work well together um on projects but yeah bro I'm, I'm so gassed that this is happening it's just like what nico was going um going on about the studio all the little bits in between it's insane like fuck, bro, like manufacturing and then you got to do like um, your packaging and logistics and logistics that's, where that's why that's people like now. it's not easy bro no it wouldn't be bro, so many people come to me i used to have an activewear label um, what was it called humble but spelt yeah. like dumbbell yeah punny as fuck no it was you know what i did that as a test that was a test project and um i learned a lot from it um but people would like it, it got a bit of buzz around it like it was doing pretty well especially in lockdown it was cranking but people would come to me and be like bro i love what you're doing how do i do that and i say it's easy bro you just, well it's not easy but it's easy to get started you come up with a name you do your branding you start sampling you figure out what your purpose is. You figure out what your point of difference is. 
you trial and error different manufacturers and you're talking to this person and that person. To me, it sounded simple and easy because I'd done it a couple times already. I'd had other clothing brands. I had deals with my merch on YouTube back in the day. Yeah. And then people are just like, ah, it's too hard. Going off that though, that was like, when, when I used to have this active wear brand yeah. back in the day, um, people would always come to me and it had a little bit of a buzz around it. Um, and they'd be like, oh, how do, how do you do that? Like, how do I, I got this idea for a brand I want to do. And I'd be like, Harry, you got to start sampling. you got to come up with a branding guide. you got to figure out what your purpose is, how you're going to be different from others. People just go, that's too hard, man. I feel like, and hats off to people like yourselves, not everybody's up for it. doesn't mean that you're better or whatever to other people. But um, it, it takes balls to like give something the proper crack. Yeah. And you've been giving it a proper crack for a minute now. I had to change you've it. You've been giving it a bro. crack. It's not easy. I it's not like easy, bro. Change everything I thought and believed and all my suppliers this year. Yeah. That's why I haven't really posted. But even with your pod, bro. Yeah. Like yeah. you're giving things a crack then yeah. that most people, and no disrespect, most people will give it a crack for a little bit and not see that instant gratification, that instant success. Be like, fuck, it's not going to work. Yeah. You got to grind, bro. And that's like, I did this shit for a long time before the Russell stuff. Yeah. And then I did that Russell stuff a long time before this stuff. Like it takes time, but it's so worth it. Yeah, I agree. But I reckon the success is in like the actual uh, gradual improvement. Yeah. That's what I think. Like I started with you guys and like Marv's. I already knew you. Oh, fuck, I thought I was bleeding. Um, I started with you guys and Marv's. So like I started with a bunch of people I knew. But when I first started, I had a list as well. I have it. I still have it in my notebook. It's got like Olin Teckers and shit like that on it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to keep all Shout that out in. Olin. You got to come to this guy's pod. Yeah, I'm trying to get him on. Yeah, I'm trying to get him on. So, but like John Bernard was on it. Howie was on it. Paul Fleming was on it. Paul Fleming was like 27 and 0 at the time or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and yeah, just all these people were on it. And it gradually, just like after a while, all these names. Simi at the time was like really big. His podcast was getting like tens of thousands of listens per week yeah bro and he came on mine that was the only one he did and like yeah i think it's just more success in like the gradual improvement this itself is a success well success in the journey that's what yeah the money end goal yeah and i think i think the money is what people get worried about because they're bro if you're thinking about the money it's never gonna work you know what you know what people always used to say to me because i'd always just stress about money photography and videography is not a cheap thing to get into and i'd always be stressing and even my mum would say this, bro, and they'd be like, just keep doing what you love and the money will come. Exactly. And I'd always be like, shut up. Like, it's not how it works. But it's facts, man. But it's facts, bro. Yeah. 100%. You just got to you gotta do your 10,000 hours. You got to practice. You got to love what you're doing. But that shit comes eventually. I'll tell you something that happens with me a lot every now and again, especially when you're doing all these different businesses and avenues of whatnot you got going on. When As soon as you start thinking about the money, you're never going to make it. 110%. Just chip away like Nicky Don't was be saying, attached it. to it. Don't be attached, bro. If someone goes to you, oh, I'm going to like, right, put it this way. You're dropping a new Helos collection, right? And let's say there's 20 pieces in it. And someone goes to you, bro, I'm ordering every piece. And you go, you in the back of your head go, fuck, 20 pieces, 50 bucks each. That's 10 grand. And you're like, no, sorry, that's a grand. What am I doing? I'm tripping. Mathematics isn't my strong point. That's a grand, right? And you're like, just like attached to the fact that that thousand dollars is coming. That person's not going to make that order. And then you get bummed out about it. Whereas if you go, oh yeah, that's cool, bro. Brush it off. 
Um, forget about it. Forget about it. And then it pops up. You're like, oh, sweet. Cool. Yeah. Happy days. Like I used to, um, we spoke about this on ours, but there was this particular brand deal that I was offered two years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, when they told me about it, bro, I was like, it was life-changing money to me at that Ooh, point. We'll run like, around the house going, we're like, what? Mad. Made it. But uh, this guy straight away said, after our little celebration dance, don't be attached to it, bro. Because if it doesn't happen, you're going to be bummed. Yeah, even, you know what? even with the sorry, bro, keep going. She, the brand deal didn't end up happening for a while. They said, "Oh, we're gonna put this on the back burner," and I was so bummed. And the second time it came around, the same deal, I wasn't attached to it, and it happened. And I was like, "Sick." Yeah, but it, that was something I'm grateful that you told me, bro. It's just not oh, being attached to so things. Much. Not being attached to if someone says to you, uh, "I don't know, what's a Ronaldo? He's he's yeah. a famous football yeah, player, yeah. right?" Someone goes to you. It's pretty famous. It's pretty famous. Yeah. Someone goes to you, bro. Ronaldo is going to do your podcast. Yeah. Don't be like, don't put all your energy into. It's, holy shit, Ronaldo is going to do my telling podcast. Telling everyone and telling people because then it just jinxes shit. I'm big on that. But if you keep that to yourself and then it happens, you're going to feel so much better. And I was, what yeah. I was going to get to is when it when it does happen, you still don't like have it like celebrate, but then it's done. Move on yeah, to the next, next one. Time. Yeah, you don't ever like. But yeah, bro, look, done, look at you, that. bro. Like whatever, you gotta be stoked on how how you've done. Me, yeah. I know, oh, you, I know, you I'm, want a lot more, but no, yeah, I'm very stoked. Yeah. Like, um, people that listen when they hear me talk about Western Sydney, I'm not actually from Western Sydney. I'm from the bush, but when you're growing up in Wimmerley, like you're in Penrith more often than you're at home. That's well, West West. Win- is still, like, it's only like 15 minutes up the mountain, but yeah, but. Okay, five years ago, who from Winmalee had a successful clothing brand and a yeah. podcast? I tell you what. Those things don't happen. The only people I know from up the mountains that have done it. Um, so you, didn't, you, know, you know Blinky Bill? Yeah. yeah. That's from Warramoo. Yeah. Nudie Juice, he was in Winmalee as a kid. Yeah, right. And Fundamentals from Katoomba. Yeah, of course. Eisenhuth. I forgot about that. Eisenhuth, that storm with your mate Jordan. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, he's from, he went to my school. That's about it. Yeah, cool. And Jess Fox technically as well. But how cool is that? Like that you can count on one hand. Yeah, it's nice. But, but then yeah. it's becoming more popular. Like you got, um, so many people coming out of the West doing yeah. really cool things now. Yeah, it's crazy. I am very happy with what's happened, Dave. Like it's just it. Time flies. Like before you know it, you've just met all these people. Like I walked into Beach Road at Bondi I think two weeks ago, and Simi was there, and you're like, yeah, you're like fuck, I like he's. All these people asking for photos, and you're like, Oh, on my own merit, I held a two hour podcast with him. Yeah. yeah. And he took two hours out of his life and drove. Yeah. Uh, did he go to. No, the, no, I went to Alexandria. But, but still, bro, he took yeah. that slot out of his life. And that's hats off to him, bro. Just like, after he fought Hodges as well, which yeah. was a massive thing at the time, if you remember. Like, yeah. Oh, 100%. That but that, that's like, that goes to show that, you know, these, that there are those people out there that are. Yeah. Willing to see that next generation come through. They're not gatekeeping their things for themselves. They're happy to put you on. Yeah. That's sick, bro. And, that, and it's like me. Like, I, I wouldn't be anywhere where I, where I am today without going back to the start of the conversation. You, Cody Donovan's and you, Royce Kings. And yeah. Those guys were all way bigger than me at one point in time. And then they, you know, let me collaborate with them. And then I was able to return the favor later on. And it's yeah. cool, bro. It's crazy. I was going to say we'll wrap it up because we have gone a bit over time. We have gone a bit over time. I was pardon I, the pun. <laughs> yeah, pardon the pun. I was going to say so. I was I listened to our pods back, right? Mm-hmm. So 
I listened to yours first. Fuck, I had no idea what I did. was doing, eh? Like, yeah, read off the little paper you had in front of you. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I was I was trying. Nah, was I reckon, oh, bro, I still thought it was really good. Yeah, it good. was. Yeah, it was good because of the que- it was good because it was fresh. Yeah, and it was like I put like three hours into each. Yeah, of yours. even I was excited to do that. Yeah, because knowing that it's your first one, and um, even what I was wearing, but I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Anyway, I I went back to yours, and you've both changed my life in one aspect or another. Your one, which completely changed me over the past year, was mm-hmm. reading. Mm-hmm. So you suggested the Alchemist on that podcast. Yep. But from there, like all the other books I've read. Yep. But The Alchemist was the biggest one. And yep. I've got to thank you for that because that was like... Oh, bro. It's all of us. That's we. Any book that me and Nick, myself and Nick recommend is The Alchemist because it's just a journey, bro. Yeah. And if you if you take, you know, full notice of what's going on around you and you, you stay, you stick to, uh, you stick true to yourself and what you love, bro, it's the, it's the best journey. And that's yeah. the successes in that journey, you know? I put on my story like a few weeks ago, like this is the best book I've read over the past yeah, year. Yeah, I saw that. But I got like 15, 20 replies just being like, yeah, this is like yep. the best book I think I've ever read and can I borrow it? And for you, well before all this shit, like I still pinch myself, bro, when I walk up to these doors and like see you working and what I used to look at. It's like you you were the first person, whilst I don't do it anymore, I used to do it all the time. All my mates will vouch for it. I used to have a YouTube channel, all that shit. You inspired me to pick up a camera, but more more so the point of storytelling and how to tell a story because that's a massive importance to me. Growing up in an Italian household, it's like a really big thing. Hey, tell a story and what the story means. I think like you picking up the camera, if you never did that and started uploading on YouTube, I don't know if I ever go down the route I'm in and I just end up fucking working at Coles for like a managerial job for the rest of my life. Which would so be fine. But also... I I got five for eating a Frankfurt, so like it kind of got taken out of my hands, but still... (laughs) course you did fucking um no but how crazy is this right and we were talking about this when tanner was here the other day like that domino effect right so i wouldn't have done any of this shit if it wasn't for tony hawk's pro skater 4 that game i was yeah. like I'm, i fucking love skateboarding i'm gonna get into skateboarding it turns out i sucked um but my grandparents had a camera and i'd put my friend skateboarding and then it was a weird 360 moment when i'm eventually got to work with him but then there was other people in school like lance russell and Lockie russell who i looked up to and were like they were filmmakers and i was like holy shit like i want to be like them lance russell rings a bell he's a freestyle motocross rider that's it so his brother lachlan is like one of the most talented filmmakers yeah. that i've ever worked with um but yeah it's just like this constant domino effect where like they inspired me and then you're saying that I later inspired you and Tan is saying that I had something to do with his yeah. shit. And then it's like, imagine all the people that Tan has inspired and all the young kids that you're inspiring. And yeah. it's just like this crazy web, bro. And I'm all for it. It's sick. You should be proud of yourself though. Thanks, bro. You, insp- you, bro. you inspire us, bro. I don't know. Seeing the young lads have a crack, that's a why crack. we do it. Yeah. Yeah. There would be no 2-7 project without the kids like you that we're doing this for. Yeah, and I shouldn't say kid. You're a fucking grown man. We're almost thirty, so it's just yeah. like we're allowed to say kid. Only mm. seven years, my senior. I think. What am I? Twenty three. Yeah. Yeah, you're a baby. It's still young. Enjoy yeah. it. Enjoy it. But yeah, speaking of the youngins, quickly we'll shout him out before we go. Like I, when I, when you say like youngins, I always think like J Mac, Kundai, 
I love that little bastard. I fucking love him too. You know, wait, bro, you know, like him getting a job Bulldogs, his first ever photography job was like shooting for Hellos. Mm -hmm. And like, or maybe he did parties, but like his first thing where he's like had creative control. Um, Like Cameron even with his production. He's 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 so talented. He needs to believe in himself more. Needs to release it. We'll go on about that another day. Uh, And then like Jason, Chubbs. Like just this whole plethora of people. All these young kids coming through, bro. It's sick. Yeah, it's fucking exciting. And they're all having a crack, which is the best. It's inspiring, bro. Just lots of lots of five for us every day. Seeing that, it's like, yeah, fucking nice, bro. Good shit. And if like an hour of our time helping you guys out, you know, inspires you to go do your thing, then yeah, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Before we jet, rest of the year, what have you got planned? You go first. For ourselves individually or as, yeah. a, as a group? Both. Individually. Um, yeah, release my sneaker and become... All this year I wanted to yeah, become the first to have his own sneaker out of Western Sydney. Yeah. And grow that. Yeah. That's the goal, brother. That's, That's mad. What about you? Well, um, the studio is such a priority for me. Getting this finished. Yeah. Um, while trying to grow Pixel Park, which is my production company I started last year. Uh, I've got Tuesday now. Yeah, um, shout out Tuesday. We she, promised her a shout out. She yeah. is, you deserve that shout out. She works so hard and she makes so many things at the studio so much easier. Yeah. Um. And then it's grow that company and then just, bro, I'm just winging it. <laughs> yeah. Like i got goals in the back of my head and i got goals written down and whatnot, but like... It's just taking one thing on at a time. Not, I burnt myself out, to be honest, what, last weekend? Mm-hmm. And it was a bit of a wake-up call. So it's like I need to look after myself more. Um, don't take on so much. Yeah, work's not everything. Yeah, work's not everything. Um, actually, I've got to give a shout-out to Rod from Drum and Golf. Oh, yeah, big shout-out to Rod. He's a legend. And Nathan. And Nathan. They both... They but one, one piece of, of advice Rod gave me a couple months ago that just keeps coming back up in my head was he goes if your camera broke what would you do so i'd go and buy another one or i'd fix it he said exactly so what are you going to do if your body breaks you only get one and like i know that's such a cliche piece of advice but yeah, just no, hearing it true. from someone in my circle was like no you're right man like i gotta and i gotta look after myself which is it's so good having tuesday bro because i got this problem where i can't say no so having someone to say no for me now is the best yeah so it's just, I guess, in long story short, my goals are grow, Pixel Park, get the studio running, get some people in here, and then just see what happens next. Yeah, see where you can get Pixel Park moving to, yeah, especially. It, like, bro, six six months it's been running. I've already done, like, Apple, Meta. Big W? Yeah, that was with Meta. Yeah. Collaboration. So True Grab. Shout out, Punta Vegeta. We did Apple together. Mm. True Grab. Super cheap auto, like nuts. It's crazy, bro. Yeah, crazy. But I pinched myself, but we're only getting started. Yeah, that's fucking true. It's crazy for me to sit here and like go home and tell my mom about like, oh, these guys like mom. Yeah, mom, mom. (laughs) (laughs) no, no. When's the mom mama side coming out? She would not in a million years. She, I reckon, dad would. Dad taught like coached all my children. Would she do overtime? And we're gonna talk about Mel. Yeah. Yeah, most probably. She'd just, just bitch about, about me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what we're here for. Mad. 
Could just get me on. Big brothers, well, We mate. should start Big a podcast chat. where we just interview people's parents. So tell me what are they parents. really like? That's actually a fucking good idea, and I might cut that out just in case someone steals. Yeah, <laughs> that's ours. We'll trademark it. I'm stealing that. Yeah. That is a fucking idea. Nonetheless, we've got a jet because the boys have got misses. Yeah, um, they need hidings. to get home. Yeah, they're gonna get hidings. Thanks for having us again, bro. Appreciate no, you, brother. Appreciate Thanks for hopping on. Proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep fucking yeah. smashing it. Thanks, boys. We'll see you next week. Shay. Yeah.